Welcome to Reckless Moves. My name is Michael Cremeen, Dungeon Master for a bunch of friends, family, and fools who play Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and recorded online for some reason we'll figure out later. We really don't know. We just started doing it. The party is Bryn, an Elven Ranger, Crispin, a Fire Genasi Barbarian, Marquail, a Dragonborn Sorcerer, Serial, a Wild Hunt Cleric, Talfeth, a Dorbin Paladin, and Twig, a Halfling Rogue. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the weaponry to know the difference. Welcome to Reckless Moves. Welcome to Reckless Moves Session Recaps. This is a adventure recap for Sessions 1 and 2 of Season 1, played in May 2019. The prologue of the entire adventure is, You are not prepared. In the land of Greyhawk, where our adventure takes place, since your childhood you've heard of the Tomb of Viserarach. The tomb is a vault filled with rich treasures and protected by guardians powerful and mysterious, including, if you believe the legends, the demi-leech Aserarak. Tales have it that Aserarak possesses powers that make him nearly undefeatable, and he still haunts the tomb to this day. As time has a way of doing, the tale shifts and ebbs. Parents use this tale to make children behave with threats of sending them to the tomb if they act out. So depending on where you heard it, the tomb might be near Greyhawk Castle or east of Dragonlance in the White Plume Mountains. Some hey, uh, say a Sararak still walks among the ruined Tower of High Sorcery east of the mountains of the Bright Desert. The location's lost a time, but perhaps the most powerful adventurers will be able to delve into the depths of the dangerous locations that may yield the clues necessary to find the tomb. So the prelude of this tale beginning is each of the characters had this experience. Upon awakening, as you prepare your morning meal, you hear a knock at the door. Curious, as visitors aren't usually, you know, disturbing morning preparations, each character goes to the door, but no one's there. On the ground outside, though, is a, what looks like an unremarkable leather tube. Each of the characters looks around, don't see any people, so this is certainly curious. So you reach for the tube. A name appears in beautiful script in glowing golden letters, which is yours. Shocked, you find you can't help yourself but reach down and open the tube, almost as if there was a spell controlling it to find a parchment inside. And opening it up, each of you sees the following message. You are not prepared. You have been chosen. This divining rod has selected you. Only the gods know why. Are you afraid? You should be. Most that answer the call to adventure never return to tell the tale. However, some that reach into the depths of their soul, overcome fear, and venture forth into the unknown become legends. Should you choose to answer the call, present yourself at the Old Boar Inn, in Thor, 
uh, commonly known as Oakhurst locally, in Bissell, on Saturday at dusk, on the eve of the summer solstice, seek Carowin Hukrell. Remember, bards sing no tales of people that stay home. And it is signed by Waith. Now, the players, each of them individually choose at this kind of session zero before the adventure begins, each of them chooses to take this adventure upon themselves. So the players, who don't know each other at all, do meet at the Old Boar Inn, each of them kind of finding their way, looking around, a little confused. Most of them notice, though, each of them has the same tube in their hand or attached to their pack, so they gather together and compare notes, each of them finding out that they were all given the same task to come here. Now, the, while they're kind of trying to figure this out on their own, the party's greeted by a strange man who seems to be looking around for adventurers and doesn't see any. Uh, however, noting the, the what we call the shinies, which is a word for neophyte or level one adventurers, untouched and very clean armor and clothing, thus called shiny, the man is looking for experienced adventurers. Kind of shocked. He actually is shown one of these letters and confused, he invites the party to meet Carowen Hukrell, a person of means and very notable in the town of Thor uh, in the morning at 9 a.m. So the party continues to like greet, greet each other, asking little questions about each other. They're curious and a little hesitant because they've been kind of thrown together in what seems like a random fashion. A decision is made to temporarily join together at least to hear what this Carowen Hukrell has to say. In the morning, the party easily finds Carowen's estate because she's in the rich part of town and also clearly labeled um, and shown where the wealthy part is. She is uh, greets them in the foyer of her estate and shocked at the appearance of the shinies, as we've described, uh, and shows the party shows them the magical tubes. Uh, the party learns that she did not send these, but there must be a reason why the shinies were chosen. So deciding to trust the party and trust the gods for bringing them there, she asks the party to help investigate and return, hopefully alive, her children, who are young adult adventurers as well, bringing Talgan, a fighter, and Sharwin, a wizard, home. A very large reward for this level of 125 gold each for their uh, signet rings if they aren't found alive, and double that for their return alive. So, after the party discusses briefly among themselves, the party accepts the task. Carowin gives some directions, the party heading north and west to find the sunken citadel. Uh, uh, okay, it's called the Sunless Citadel, but this is where we start with the... Uh, we, don't, we don't want any new rules Nazis here. Listen to something else. We change, as you can listen to session zero, these are modules, but we change things in between and in the module itself. Uh, because we want to. So, in the sunken citadel, finding one lone tower remaining of ground in an area that still looks barren from some incident that occurred 
a long time ago. Finding a rope leading down to the darkness, ending in some, like, switchback stairs, the party headed into the unknown. Uh, the first uh, foes are defeated, finding some, defeating some giant rats, which in this place for a while will become a theme. The party investigates and finds a secret room with uh, Crispin using a rope, cleverly avoiding a needle trap there. Uh, surprised in the secret room by skeletons, the party dispatches them to find their first loot. Yay, first loot! Heading south, a door with an ornate dragon carving is in the stone is found with a lock in its mouth. Noting this for later, the, since the party might find a key elsewhere, they head back into the circular entrance room and heads northwest to find a hall. Starting to cautiously check doors, a couple recently vacated rooms are found. One of them, though, contains a large kind of upright cask with rusted pipes leading into the floor. Checking it out, um, opening the cask, the party encounters an ice and fire mephit, which are, you know, little kind of demons, uh, which are released. A tough fight ensues, given the experience of the party, but the mephits are defeated. And then, recklessly drinking from the water, they find, um, with a good roll, that a refreshing healing effect is found. Moving more cautiously to the west... A large room is found, and a weeping kobold is seen with a broken cage nearby. So rather than attacking, though, the party communicates to find that this scarred kobold named Meepo is a disgraced guard of their dragon, Calcrix, who escaped or was taken during his guard duties. So making a truce with some lucky rolls and clever negotiating, they encourage Meepo to escort the party through the kobold guards area to the throne room to meet the kobold king, Eustrail, where he holds court. With some rewards offered for the safe return of Calcrix, they're really focused on this dragon wormling, Meepo is tasked very reluctantly with showing the party the way into the goblin-controlled areas of this level. Heading into a passage leading to the north, avoiding traps with Meepo's help, Meepo helped guide the party through uh, the north, indicating that silence is called for in this one area where there's a fountain. Heading into a passage, the party finds a door, enters a sanctuary filled with sarcophagi, or caskets, and, uh, and an altar. Now... This is where we establish the first of a seemingly endless string of reckless moves, which is how we are named here. A lot of that, everyone does it, but it's a large portion of uh, Crispin, the barbarian. Crispin just decides to tip over one of the lids, starting a battle with five skeletons. Now at this level, the party, despite the inexperience, does pretty well and does not die, which is a good result this early experience. With the skeleton's dispatch, party finds loot. This is where also we learn another lesson of reckless moves. A candle with continuous flame is found. Now, if a, per if a player cannot play a character, the character is played by someone else, and the party decides what the player does, or the character does. The, a continuous flame candle is found, which is 
firmly attached to Talfeth's helmet. So Talfeth, being a paladin, now um, inappropriately but appropriate to the lore, is a literal beacon of light with a candle attached to the top of her helmet. Now Talfeth has to invert a mug on top of the helmet to not be a light source. The party also finds the first wondrous item seen thus far in the campaign, finds a Nightcaller, which is a wondrous thing you can look up on D&D Beyond. Hurt and low on spells, the party decides to bar the door and take a long rest. Taking turns on watch, the party, upon awakening, hears a bang, bang on the door. Perhaps taking a long rest in a dungeon is not such a good idea. And that's the recap of sessions one and two from the very beginning all the way through our second session. We'll learn more in session three of what happens to our adventurers. My name is Michael Kermine. I'm the Dungeon Master for Reckless Moves. Talk to you soon.